This is Radiate, the podcast that celebrates life and shines a light on life-restoring stories of organ, tissue and eye donors, recipients, and information you need to know about donation. Hello, listeners. This is Episode 6 of Radiate. Welcome back. I'm Audrey Coleman, your host. Thank you for joining us again today. Did you know that there are multiple ways that you can register to become an organ, tissue, and eye donor in Arkansas? Well, in this episode of Radiate, two members of the Aurora Communications team and I will talk about donor registration options in the state. So full disclosure right here, when I say that these two guests are hardworking, dedicated, and brilliant, it has nothing at all to do with the fact that I hired them and they are on my team. They just really are that great. So please welcome Michael Scott, Communications Generalist, and Stacy Robinson, Workplace Partner Specialist. But wait... That's not all. September is ordinarily when National DMV Appreciation Week is observed. Well, with all of the openings and closings and reopenings we've experienced over the past several months, um, it was decided that DMV Week would be extended to become DMV Month this September. So during DMV Month, we love to thank our DMV offices for their very important work in facilitating donor registration. So to talk about their work as DMV volunteers for Aurora, we will also talk with two of our volunteer superstars, Paul Owen, Aurora volunteer and, and donor dad, and Dean Hicks, Aurora volunteer and donor dad in spirit. Thank you, thank you to everyone for coming today. You know, I think, why don't we start with Mike and Stacy? You know, I hired you both and we've worked together for quite a number of years, Mike and Stacy. So I know that you guys are stars at what you do, but I'd like for our listeners to get to know you just a little bit better. Stacy, let's start with you. Uh, tell us about your work as the Workplace Partner Specialist and what the Workplace Partnership Program is. The Workplace Partnership Program with Aurora allows Aurora to partner with businesses, cities, and nonprofits across the state to provide education to their employees on organ, eye, and tissue donation and gives them the opportunity to register if they haven't already done so, uh, or just the opportunity to ask questions. And we do this in a fun, um, uplifting way where we will go into uh, businesses and maybe do an ice cream social or uh, do a lunch and learn presentation or anything that fits into the corporate climate. Uh, and just give those employees an opportunity to ask the questions that they may have had for a long time and had never had the opportunity to ask before. It's a free program. Uh, We put the company, the nonprofit uh, logo or the city on uh, logo on our website, and we present them with a plaque to their business, and it uh, offers employees a way to give back, and also they can register at their desk with the click of a button. Well, that's, that's great. So the goal really of this is 
to get more people registered. That's, that's kind of the bottom line of this, right, is to get more people registered to become donors. That's exactly right. We do want to increase our donor registration. But with that being said, it's a personal individual decision. So we, we want to provide them the education for them to make an informed decision. And, you know, so many people hear myths or they're, they saw something on TV or they saw something on the internet. Well, we want to give them the facts and let them make an informed decision. So it's, it's really, it gives them an opportunity to get all the information that they may want or need about donor registration and know that they are in their work environment. They are supported in terms of whether or not um, they want to go on and read something about donation or if they request maybe somebody there wants to just learn more. And I guess then what the company contacts you and says, can you provide some brochures or Absolutely. We do things as easy as providing brochures in um, in their break rooms or to provide information for them to send out electronically to their employees, or we will actually, uh, in a non-COVID time, <laughs> company and provide that information through some fun activities we participate in health fairs, benefits fairs, anything that fits into their corporate climate, their corporate structure, very flexible and uh, really honor the opportunity to be with their employees and give them information on organ, eye, and tissue donation registration. Yeah, that's really interesting. So the things like the ice cream socials that you mentioned, or some of those other events are some of the methods that you use to reach those employees. Is that correct? That that is correct. Because, you know, we, we want to provide them fun, something Mm -hmm. uplifting, uh, happy in their day. And it's a great opportunity for them to come to non-threatening environment to uh, ask a question that, you know, it may be uncomfortable for them. Uh, so they can come talk to us one-on-one while we're dipping their ice cream. <laughs> um, whatever we might be doing. We've done a pancake breakfast. Before. Oh, wow. Uh, just lots of fun, creative ways and things to um, engage employees and provide that uh, very critical information. And and I think it's important to note, you know, as you said, um, you are doing these things for fun. This is in no way are we saying, oh, if you come there and and have a pancake, you know, you, you have to register. It does not work that way. We're, as you said, we're simply trying to make an environment that's comfortable, fun. And so who doesn't want to be in a, you know, a room with a bunch of popcorn and cotton candy? Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's a very serious topic and something that a lot of times people don't think about. I mean, they may go to the DMV and they may say yes or no, and they walk away and they never think about it again until they have to, mm-hmm. or until, um, you know, they have a question about it. So that's what uh, we established those partnerships to work with those employees, answer their questions, and um, provide them the environment 
to be able to get their questions answered. Great. Thank you. And something you mentioned, I want to get back to a little bit later, but you you mentioned something to the effect of um, you provide them this information and then they can register, you know, with a click of a button, essentially. So I, I want to save that, but we're going to let's talk about that a little bit more when we start talking about methods for registering to become a donor. Um, so, Mike, you and I have been working together for, I don't know if I can count that many years, but it's been a long time, right? Yes, it has. <laughs> uh, Stacy, not quite as long, but but still a valuable employee, obviously. So, but Mike, you you started out with Aurora as the minority education specialist, but your role has expanded and changed quite a bit since then, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Uh, as I, as you said, I started off as the minority education specialist because Aurora saw a need for the minority. Uh, for minorities to be more educated about organ donation and its processes. And we did, we had, we didn't have the participation we thought we needed from the minority sector to keep saving lives at the rate that we needed to. So Aurora, I was fortunate enough to be hired as a minority education specialist. And I came in and my job was to provide education and information to people who weren't getting the information necessarily every day. So we had to, Come over, think of different ways to get the information out there to those people who really needed that information. So from there, I was able to, I, I thought of, a, a, with under the wonderful guidance of a, a wonderful person who hired me, this director from, from heaven, who allowed me to uh, flush some of my crazy ideas out and try to work them out. Uh, it, we were able to increase donation to the, in the minority uh, sections of our state. And so we, that kind of progressed to, hey, I believe that some of these ways will work in general marketing. And that's kind of how my job kind of evolved. So can you tell us about some of those? I know that you are, you've got a, a pretty significant background in theater and music and production and things of that sort. So how have you been able to apply those skills to what you are currently doing well since you brought that up <laughs> um yes i always think that people like to be entertained and people and donations sometimes can have the stigmatism of things being not as happy as you would like them to be mm -hmm. so meeting people like dean and 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 paul who are so upbeat and they gave me those kind of donor families gave me a different outlook on donation they can be upbeat it, it needs to be something that we celebrate so People like to be entertained, and I thought large events are kind of where we can get the most bang for our buck. So we started doing different events. Um, I believe one of my first events was Praise Fest, which was a gospel concert. And I knew a lot of people, I could, if I could get a lot of people in one place and then get them and close the doors, I had them captive. They had to hear me for at least for two minutes. So I know that we could get our message out to a large number of audiences. And I thought, well, if I associate fun with donation, people might look at it differently. And so we started doing different events such as uh, Function at the Junction, which was a big hit at the cap, I mean, excuse me, at the Clinton Library. We did, we've done Tour de Bluff for 17 years. Hmm. We've had, we've done our Tour de Bluff, which is our longest running uh, event. We did Barbecue Fest uh, in Pine Bluff. We've done things with the Travelers, uh, where we took all our donor families out. We had donor night, and they were so wonderful. We did that with the Naturals, Northwest Naturals and the Travelers, where we get to bring all of our donor families on the field, and people get to acknowledge them and, and give them their they're just their flowers while they're still there. 
and uh, we've done donor days on the college campuses where we went to all the college campuses and get the kids involved because we noticed at one point that the kids were more involved than their parents were uh, on these college campuses and they and there was that dawn of where they were becoming the activists toward having a, they they wanted a cause to fight for and we thought donation was a good cause for them to use so we started doing donor days where we go on campuses and, and do registration events and our all of my events the goal was to get people to register to become organ nine tissue donors and to increase our registry. So even with all of those um, very diverse types of, of activities, the goal still remains the same, and that's to get Arkansans registered to become donors. And you, you mentioned also um, having donor family members like Paul and donor families in spirit like Dean, and all of our donor families are just so critical to us, hel- helping us to spread that message. And honestly, I think that because their stories are, they're not just stories, they are life's experiences. And I think they affect people and they understand, it helps them to understand the importance of donation. And we get more people to register because of all the heroes that work for us or volunteer for us. So I think this is a good time for me then to switch to our superstar volunteers, Paul and Dean. First, how long have you guys been volunteering with Aurora? Well, I've been with Aurora since the January after our daughter Melissa passed in December, and it's been um, almost six years now. And Dean? And I've been with Aurora for four and a half years. So you guys are seasoned volunteers, which is why you are also doing some work with our with our DMV offices. So what has that been like? I, I know that we had some really um, high hopes of being out there in the DMV offices all of the time, you know, every week, every month, but then COVID happened. So we've been forced to do things on a more virtual level, um, but we've managed to still remain in contact with the DMVs and that's that's mostly thanks to our volunteers like you two. So can, can you guys just give me an idea of what you might do um, to support the DMV offices? From my viewpoint, we're, we're the face. Um, we're the face to go in and tell a story and share our experience. And we're also a face they can connect with. You know, it's one thing to connect with an organization by name, but it's also something to connect with an organization by a face. And we get to meet them and they meet us. And we, we cover about 10 different DMVs, the two of us together, um, all over central Arkansas. And, you know, it's just good to have that personal contact with, yeah. with them to, you know, share our stories. Because, like you said before, we have a story to tell, and they love to listen, but they also almost always have a story to tell. So many of our folks have a recipient in the family or have had a donor in the family and, and it's just so important for them to be able to share with someone that understands. You're speaking of um, DMV staff members who've told you that they are donor family members or recipients themselves. That's exactly right. And I'm sure that is quite meaningful for them to be able to have that conversation with a donor family member or an Aurora volunteer. And Dean, have you had a similar, is your experience similar to that as well? Yes, I have. And what is so unique about it is when you go in, 
and you introduce yourself as being a volunteer for Aurora, mm-hmm. you tell them what it means. And of course, they understand right away what you're representing. But also, when you go into a the DMZ to meet one of the workers there, that's most of the time you have an audience. They are waiting to be called in to have their driver's license renewed. And they're overhearing you speak to the worker there. And very quickly, you tell them maybe a small story if they've not ever heard it before. And my story was very unique, uh, like a lot of other people. And when you can really, as Paul would say, actually put it into person what has happened. And of course, mine by going to Department of Motor Vehicle and my daughter uh, dying from a wreck, that gets attention that how important it is that when someone loses their life, even driving down the road can happen to anybody. And when you see those workers ask those people, would like would they like to be a donor, a donor uh, that it's nice for them to visualize that what does it take to be one? And especially when they say, yes, I will be one. And just that, and when you walk away, they know that hopefully this is the most uh, encouraging thing that you can hear. We love to see you. Feel free to come back anytime you want to pay a visit with us. And that's so encouraging to see a department that's willing to work with you to represent such a wonderful organization like Aurora. Absolutely. I cannot imagine that that must be really very validating to hear that, to know that they want you to be there, they're happy to have you there, and that they appreciate the work that you're doing. So I guess then that leads leads me to a, a question, um, Paul and Dean. Why do you think that it is so important to have a National DMV Week or National DMV Month to recognize our DMVs. Well, right now it's especially important because they're a very valuable resource. We're not able to go out and and speak to different groups. We're not able to go to health fairs or schools uh, at this point, but they are always there. People are always having to have their licenses renewed or whatever they do at the at those DMVs. And and you know that's a very valuable resource for us, particularly at this time them. We need to show our appreciation for those that are always there and always asking the questions. And although we've not been able to be there in person, I know that um, Stacy and Mike have just not too long ago um, sent out the masks to all the DMVs. Mm-hmm. And we contacted them. We called them back, you know, see how they were doing, if they're wearing the mask, if they need any masks. And and, you know, I think that just is one of those, I've always called it a, from my retail world, those are silent sellers. Mm-hmm. I wear my mask out in public. It encourages stories. It encourages that nonverbal communication of an idea, which is so important. And, and I think they just by having the mask on, they can silently encourage people to say yes to that very important question. 
That's an excellent point, Paul, and and I, I I agree with you. And you mentioned that that Mike and Stacy had, in fact, sent out some protective masks to the DMV offices. Um, was that last month or a few, couple of months ago? I guess. Um, and yes, and you guys follow up with them, and, and that's fantastic. We really so appreciate that. So I, I guess then um, that that leads me to another question for Mike and Stacy. So how do you guys partner with the DMVs? Do you have any, uh, have you done special activities with them maybe during April or is there anything that you can share that describes um, the kind of work that you did with them? Yes. Well, I like to think of the DMV, the employees at the DMV are just like anyone else. They are at a job and they're doing their job. So why not give them something special? So we go in, we try to do certain little things with them. At one, we were like, we did a registration. Uh, we do a, excuse me, during April, we do blue and green month. In April, it's National Donate Life Month. National Donate Month, right, correct. And so we have the DMVs to decorate their offices in blue and green. And, mm-hmm. and we had we ran a contest between DMVs where they decorated their offices in blue and green and got people to and sent their pictures in. And people, whoever got the most likes, we gave which we have a running trophy that we do in between. And they really seem to get into that kind of thing. Um, we, we, we know everybody likes competition. And we know that they like, you know, pizza parties and Food, so food always works for everybody. Doesn't everybody? So we, like, like, we like to try to take them little snacks and stuff. You know, we have certain DMV gifts that we get for just for our DMV employees because you know membership has its privileges. <laughs> so we give just for them, and so that they feel as special as they are. I just assist Mike and do what he tells me to do with the DMVs. <laughs> And it's always fun and a pleasure. Yeah, it, it's a big job, and that's why we're so happy to have our, our our DMV volunteers helping with that. But you know, you guys are all right. I mean, DMVs are just so important to getting and getting people registered here in Arkansas or across across the the state. So right now, just. Thank you. Thank you to our Arkansas DMV staff for every day asking the question, would you like to register as a donor? That simple question makes a huge difference in a lot of lives. So much so that in in 2019, I mean, this is how well they're doing their jobs asking that question at the DMV. In 2019, the Arkansas DMV offices were recognized with both a regional and national award for registering so many donors through the DMV, so many more than other states. So congratulations again to them. We congratulated them last year, but we still think that that is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, applause, applause, applause. We really appreciate appreciate the work of the DMVs. But I want to um, just move ahead just a little bit um, away from the DMVs and talk about some of the other donor registration methods. Um, Stacy, other than visiting the DMVs, what are some of the other ways that Arkansans can register as, as donors? Audrey, with the age of uh, technology, it's very easy to register to go to donatelifearkansas.org. And that's our online registry? The online registry. And people can actually manage their own account uh, through that registry. So that's a great way. Uh, I believe we're going to talk a little bit about this uh, later. We have swipe kiosks around the state. 
And I think Micah's going to talk a little bit more about that. We also have a swipe technology on our phones. Mike and I do. Mm-hmm. When we go out and do events in public and somebody decides they want to register, they can actually um, register through the swipe technology on our phone. It goes and all goes to the same database. It's kind of been a bummer because you guys, we introduced the kiosk when? In March. Yes. (laughs) So we have not been able to be quite as physically involved with those as we as we would like but but yeah let's 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 come back to that in just a little bit um Stacy was there something else that you wanted to talk about in terms of registration the the only other thing I was going to mention is the uh old-fashioned paper method (laughs) so if somebody would like to register and actually fill out their own form they can call the Aurora office and we would be happy to mail them a registration form. Absolutely. And Mike, that makes me think about when you and I first started with Aurora, um, that was what we did. You had two methods to register to become a donor. You either registered at the DMV, but we also had the cards. Um, Actually, they weren't even cards. They were just like paper. They were paper. Yeah, I remember them. They were yellow yeah. registration forms. Um, and so I remember also that several several years later, as you know, Stacy said, we have our online registry, which is donatelifearkansas.org. Um, and I can remember distinctly us being out at events um, with, you know, we're just super excited. We've got our laptops. We're all ready. To, we're thinking everybody's going to want to register online. And remember, people would come to the table and they'd say, mm, let me have that card instead. I'll, I'll just do paper. It took a, it took our residents a minute to catch up. You know, it was one of those instances where the technology was farther along than the people who were willing to use it. Um, so we were had the technology. At first, people, we would go to events and I would register far more people on cards which took longer we went to the to the uh to the other registration method because we thought it'd be faster people would be just willing to just click 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 and they'd be done but no they want to take the cards they want to fill out the long way and still and they've just felt more comfortable so we provided both methods at all times at that point for and we still do we still we still do we still do because we still we still, yeah. Stacy. I'm not going to say old-fashioned. I just say people who prefer a previous <laughs> method. <laughs> but that, that is true. Yeah. We do still get quite, quite a few registrations on cards when our volunteers go out and work events for us. Um, I think, um, Paul and Dean, you guys have, have gotten cards that you brought in from people having registered, correct? Yes. Um, and so what we do with those is we then go ahead and input it. So it's very similar to you having registered online. We put those in for you if you register by card. And Stacy, you had mentioned um, just a little while ago, I was actually going to ask Mike about this. Um, there are some advantages of registering online. And I know, Stacy, you mentioned one of them, which is the ability to manage it. So what does that mean exactly? Manage your account? When people uh, register online, they can actually opt out uh, if they do not want to donate tissue or organ. They can opt out of that category. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, they choose not to opt out. Exactly. If 
if they uh, do want to opt out, they have that ability when they register online. Yeah, that 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 is true. And Mike, does that also mean so suppose uh, a person goes and and as most people in Arkansas, they have registered at the DMV. And so when you register at the DMV, you're registering automatically for organ tissue and eye. Um, you do not get that option at the DMV, but but you have the ability to go online. Even if you registered at the DMV, you can go online and create an account and make those changes if you wish. Isn't that isn't that correct? That is true. And say if you went to the DMV and you registered as a, and you're not sure, hey, I registered an organ donor. Well, I want to make sure I opted in for tissue donation. So you can create your own account and make go right there and say, hey, I want to make click tissue donation, make sure I'm included in tissue donation. Then you realize, hey, I have an option to opt in on eye donation. And you click on opt in on eye donation. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things in this age of control, you have your control right there at your fingertips. Yeah, very, very good point. And, and you can change that if you create the account you can change that um, at your own convenience. That's right. I remember throughout the years, you know, going back to what we were saying about, you know, when we first got the online registry, Mike, and it took a while before we started filling that registry. People were reluctant, you know, as, as we were saying, to actually go on and register. But now we've got thousands and thousands of people who are very comfortable and go onto the online registry. So um, it does take some time. And so I, I think this is a good time to talk about our latest technology, which Stacy was, was describing for us earlier, the swipe kiosk technology. So I'm just gonna let Mike, you and Stacy just kind of talk to me about what, what that is. I know Mike, you have been trying to get swipe technology to allow us to register as donors. You've been looking at that for several years and now we finally have it. Um, and it's great. Uh, again, w- you know, we have not been able to um, get folks out as much as, as we might have wanted to because obviously we want to make sure people are protected and so it's not a good time to, to be out in public. But but at some point we will certainly start reintroducing them to the, the swipe kiosk. But just in the meantime, what can you guys tell the listeners about what the swipe, ki- swipe technology is? Well, Swipe was this great, this is great new technology. And like our last technology, I, I expect it to take just a second, but not take as long to catch on um, since people are getting used to being doing everything online. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to give people another option to be able to register so they didn't have to wait till they got their driver's license renewed or wait till they had to go to a health fair or benefits fair to see one of us. We wanted them to give that option or maybe they didn't feel like going online by themselves. So we wanted to give them another option that they could do it and it would be right there in the public place. So we actually were able to start putting the swipe kiosk that you will see with a, it's a nice little iPad kiosk that you will be able to use your driver's license to register to become an organized tissue donor now. And we started placing them in the public libraries, which were places where people would, we thought, you know, where people have most public access to. Um, So we started with that. And then we had the unfortunate COVID hit and we didn't really get to 
introduce it to do the general introduction to the public like we want to but once everything is safe and people are back out we will be reintroducing this wonderful new technology to the arkansas people because it's really very it's just so so fast it takes less than eight i mean it takes less than eight seconds you all you have to do is touch the screen and then walks you straight through it and you touch it the second time you your driver's license has a barcode on the back of it. You put your barcode on the on the camera. It reads the barcode. I, I actually populates all the fields itself. So you check your fields. You make one click or two clicks to register to say that you what you want to do and to affirm it, and then you're registered. So, Mike, what about some of our listeners who might not be sure if they're registered? and they actually attempt to register with the swipe and they they are what happens what will what will they see on the screen if they learn that they actually are already registered and if you're already in our red data registry uh, uh donor registry base if you tr- attempt to register the swipe technology will automate will give you a nice little prompt that says hey we thank you for trying to register but we already have you you're already registered with us and we thank you so much so you won't be you won't work we don't have to worry about double duplicate registrations from that point on so you can even take the swipe te- use the swipe technology to make sure you're registered. You know, you can check your register. You can check and see if you're registered. If you you're out somewhere, you see a swipe kiosk. It's like, hey, I'm not sure. It's not. They may have forgotten to put it on my driver's license, mm-hmm. but I know I told them. So let me check. If you check and say, say, it'll tell you if you're registered or not. That's excellent, Stacy. I know that you've got some workplace partners who have asked, and we have installed the swipe kiosk in their places of business or city halls. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because we're really trying to get this across the state as much as possible. Yes, we are. And uh, it's a great way for us to be in those communities and those communities and cities support Aurora and Organ On Tissue Donation Registration. It's very easy. Uh, The machine is not large, so it takes a small amount of space, and uh, it's a great opportunity for people to be able to go into their community center or their city hall and register right there. Yeah, it's really great, and and I was thinking, so Stacy, suppose um, some of our listeners are from another state, um, but they're here and they attempt to register with their out-of-state driver's license. Mike or Stacy, what, what, what will happen? Well, it will actually let you know that it will send you to the national donor registry. It will, it will acknowledge that you are from out-of-state, you're not a resident of the state of Arkansas, and it will give you an option to still register on the national donor registry ah. at that point. And we will not turn you away. So don't worry about getting declined and because you don't live here. And so we're just going to give you another option to register in your own in, in, on the national donor registry. And even if you're not sure about that, you call our office and we'll give you your state registry to make sure you get registered. Oh, and you know, and there is actually another method of registering if you have an iPhone um, under the health um, icon that's on your desktop 
uh, of your phone. You click that and it will connect you with your state's registry or, no, I, I think actually it connects you with the National Registry. But either way, if you if you register in the National Registry, we still recognize that registration here in state. We encourage our Kansans to register in the Arkansas donor registry, but we are happy if you would register in either. And but the most important part is we still ask if you register, please speak to your family. Let them know that you're registered. Excellent. So that it will because sometimes you we may be in an area where we may not have connection, may not be able to get that download just as fast as we want as or as we need. And if we can speak to your family member and they know that you're a registered donor, then it would make things a lot faster. So I just have one more question um, that I'm going to, same question, but I'm going to pose it to, to each of you. If, if you knew someone who was on the fence about registering to become a donor, what would you tell them that might cause them to say yes to registration? Well, I might be stealing Mike, Mike Scott's thunder because this is something that he taught me. And that is if somebody is on the fence, this is what I have seen him ask uh, that hits so close to home. If you had a family member, a loved one, a brother, a sister, aunt, uncle, mom, dad, that was in need of a life-saving organ, would you allow them to get it? And most of the time people say yes. And then we reiterate the fact there's only one way for that to happen. And that is for somebody to say yes and give that gift of life. Mike, did, did she steal your thunder? Well, we all know Stacy's a thunder stealer. Um, <laughs> so. But you taught me that. My, my, like Stacy said, my main thing is always to make people realize what this means, how much donation affects everyone. You know, it's not, it could be the, it doesn't necessarily have to be in their family. It could be someone who has a, a big impact on their family, a loved one, a friend of a friend of the family. Um, people don't really react to donation or organ donation until it affects them personally. So I always tell people, you've probably been affected and not really realized it. Ask around some people that you work with, that you go to school with, how their lives have been impacted about uh, someone in their family who's received on, on an organ or who have they've been a donor family, how it's made their family uh, be able to get through that. You know, I, so I try to tell them to personalize it first before you generalize it. Dean? When they're on the fence and they don't know when to, what to do about being a donor, is when you can step up to the plate and give them an example of someone you know personally. And in my life, I do have someone that I can give an example for and with, and that would be my sister. And she's a, a recipient. Then I would uh, reiterate that without someone being a donor, she would not been able to be recipient of what she received. And that really gets their attention that you really know someone that's actually been a recipient. And if there's not been a donor, then someone might not have been able to go on with life. So when you have a, um, an experience that you know someone who has received something and without a donor, it wouldn't be made possible, that reiterates, reiterates 
uh, how important it is to become a donor. And Paul. Well, you know, I can follow up on that same idea and it's unfortunate, but I do have an advantage because everywhere I go in Aurora volunteerism, I carry a picture on my, that I wear of Melissa. Mm-hmm. And that, that is a conversation starter. And I can always say, you know, this is what our daughter was able to do. She went to the DMV when she was 16. She checked that little box, yes. And at that point, not knowing anything about our future, as we none of us do, she was able to provide those five different organs, three of which were matches. And I can move into that story pretty quickly because this is a way that I celebrate her life by sharing what she has done, even though she's not here anymore and how very sad it is for all of us, we are continually celebrating that life of hers by what she was able to share. And then I can go even further, which is, which is not as, as common with a lot of uh, donor families. I can specifically share a recipient story mm-hmm. because we are in a relationship with our daughter's heart recipient. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's just, it just continues that story. And we're able to watch our daughter's heart recipient, Yolanda, and her family who is moving on. And, and they're growing all together and we're in a relationship with them. And it's a story we can share that makes it even more real. And, and it just kind of maybe might push someone right over onto that yes column. Thank you, Paul. So Dean Hicks, Paul Owen, Stacy Robinson, and Mike Scott, thank you guys so much for being on our show today. Thank you for all that you do to help registration occur in Arkansas. And if you have any questions about registration, you can certainly reach us here at Aurora. And if you have any other questions for us, please call us at 501-907-9150. And if you're ready to make a life-restoring decision and register to become an organ, tissue, and eye donor, go to DonateLifeArkansas.org. Radiate is a production of Aurora and is hosted by Audrey Coleman, Aurora's Director of Communications. Copyright 2020.